0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I, I want to give a quick thank you to my uh, the guy here in the studio who has my back, and I neglect to thank every week because I'm so— Paying attention to timing, <laughs> Tim Halloran, my operations manager, I do. I want to say thank you to you for helping me every week. And uh, I'm in the studio today with a local lady, and her name is Terry O'Donnell. And Terry is a credentialed, certified professional, co-active coach, um, which is a mouthful. I think I got it right. Yes, you did. And and we're going to talk a little bit about um, exactly what that is and how she helps businesses. Um, But as we always do, we're going to start out with uh, some of Terry's uh, personal background and her growing up years in Willow Grove, just outside of Philadelphia. So tell us a little bit about uh, those years and and your family growing up.
1: Well, it seems like a long time ago. Um, (laughs) It's not. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, growing up in Willow Grove with my mother, father, sister, brother, I was the oldest of three. So, um, nice years. Went to high school there in Upper Moreland.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Vice President's wife went to uh, school there. I didn't
0: know that till I read your your I bio. didn't know
1: that either until one time I heard something about it. And I was like, wow, pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, good years. Um, long time ago. Feels like another part of my life. But right. Had great-grandparents that would come up and we'd visit. My father was an only child. Okay. And we were really close. I think I was like the daughter granddaughter, you know, really close with my grandmother being the oldest. Yeah. So it was
0: wonderful. And how about mom and dad? What did they do? Did, did your mom work outside of the house?
1: or um, She had a part-time job outside of the house, mm-hmm. typically. Back in those days, it was later in my life. Uh, but it, through the younger years, you know, she did it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the sewing, all the cooking, all the everything, painting, you know, the wow. whole nine yards, <laughs> cleaning the pool. She just did it all. So I really admire, and, and the woman still works at 75 full oh, time. She's still here. She's okay. really an inspiration. Is she local? She is. Yeah. She is. Yes. yes.
0: So tell me about Upper Moreland. I'm familiar with because I grew up in the area as well. Um, what are some of the things you were involved in in high school? Uh, or perhaps um, you were focused on your your classes. And yeah, your I was grades. more
1: focused there, and really, um, I was a worker bee. So I had three jobs going through my latter wow. years in high school. Wow. I did telemarketing back then. I worked as a dietary aide at a, a nursing home for years, had a ball doing that. Um, and uh, I had another job that I can't seem to recall either. So, um, and I took dance at okay. Lehman Studios
2: oh, there
0: for a go. lot of years. Yeah, that's so. Fun.
1: And we just had a reunion recently, so it was pretty
0: cool. Are you still dancing today?
1: No. No. At least not <laughs> tap or Ballet.
0: <laughs> just in the privacy
3: of your own home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, one of the things that, that I read was that at 17, you, you mm-hmm. went and, mm-hmm. you know, made a conscious effort to go out and, and start working right away. I did. Um, and you were the oldest in the family, which yes. I see sometimes, you know, the oldest is, is kind of the one that's in taking care of everybody else and, and trying to make things happen. Um, was that job prior to your going to Gwen and Mercy College? Was it right out of high school?
1: Yeah, it was right out of high school. And... Um I started there as a receptionist and worked my way up through the the company. And back in those days, they gave you really great benefits. Uh, So they paid for me to go to Gwendon and Mercy. Yeah,
0: that's wonderful. So that's what I
1: ended up doing. And Um, did you
0: go there because you knew that that was the case? No,
1: no. College really wasn't in my uh, forefront. You know, I really wasn't thinking about it. I was more about, let me see what I can go do on my own first. And I... Did great and did well and moved up quickly.
0: Was that with Executone?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. And,
0: and what type of company is that?
1: They were a telecommunications company. That was back in the day when Bell Telephone and AT&T were one. And uh, they were just getting into thinking about divesting, which would be in 1980. So, or 1984, something like that. So it was all before that. So it was really interesting time where you could sell telephone systems that weren't Bell Telephone.
0: Right, right. And you eventually went into sales. How, I how did, did you enjoy sales?
1: I love it. I yeah. love it to this day. Yeah. I love business. So. It was really intriguing for me to be on the other side, be on the outside instead of the inside because I did so much customer service and right. so forth.
0: Actually, that's a really good way to you know start with the customer service and then, and yeah. then learn about sales. And It really was. Um, when you found out that you had this opportunity then to go to college, um, how did you decide upon marketing as a major?
1: Because I was doing it. I was already living that. So mm-hmm. let me know more. Let me get to understand more of it. My father was in sales. So it just, and my grandfather's were in sales. So it just seemed like a natural thing for me to do.
0: And were you living at home at the time?
1: No, no. You had your own place. Yeah, because something else I did at a really young age was get married.
0: Oh, you did? Okay. Well, we should talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of a big deal.
1: (laughs) It's such a long time. It was very short lived. 18 months, it was like. Yeah, I think it was because. Um, As you know, my parents had gotten divorced when I was 20, and I think that was my exit. Instead of going to college, that's what I did at that time.
0: Well, we should talk about that. That, You mentioned to me that that had a big effect on you. Your mom and dad divorced when you were older. Yes. um, 20, I believe. Yes. And um, what do you think it was about that experience that— you know, had such a a strong effect on you and actually uh, made you determine what you were going to do with your own life in in the future?
1: Um, It was not a nice breakup. Um, My mother really didn't fare well through the whole thing. And um, it led me to know what I would do in a marriage going forward or not do in a marriage. Um... And it would let me know um, that I really wanted to give a voice to women. So when I got into the coaching, it really came up that I wanted to give women a voice, Mm -hmm. give them power, their confidence, and so forth, that I felt my mother at a younger age, she had that earlier, would have maybe changed things a lot sooner for herself.
0: Do you think it was that that lack of independence?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do.
0: That's important. And it you know is. what? Guess what? Yeah. So you had that experience, which really, you know, it was it was a challenge for you, but it really gave you some positive qualities forward. Oh, no forward.
1: doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Because I just was married 20 years this past year, which doesn't succeed well in my family. And I had no examples other than my grandparents' yeah. marriage to know, like, okay, how are we going to make this work? Mm-hmm. And my husband and I are both coaches. So we actually both I was able to say, you know, I'm a little nervous about this 20-year mark. And we were able to create and figure out how we wanted to create this marriage going forward. Mm-hmm. Because we have a son who went off to college for as a freshman at University of Delaware this past fall. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. So 20 years is a pretty tough marker for a lot of folks. The yeah. kids go off to college and that's the end. Right.
0: Well, and then so. we were
1: faced with... What do we do now? Exactly. Exactly.
0: And yeah. So let's go back for a minute. So when you graduated, Gwen and Mercy, mm-hmm. um, what was your first job out of college?
1: Mm. Uh, it's been at Executone all of that time. All of that time. All of that okay. time. So when I graduated, I was actually an at-home mom. Okay. At that point, right. So my my years at Gwen and Mercy were 14 years at Gwen and Mercy.
3: Really? Yeah.
1: So it was a real part-time thing because yeah. I couldn't do more than one course a semester because oh, okay. my job yeah. was so demanding. Yeah.
0: Well, well, so. fortunately, you had that. You had the job to fall back on.
1: Yes. And you were um, able to learn all those years. Absolutely. And apply everything that I was learning was real. Right. Made it much more real.
0: Right. Um, it's interesting. Something else that you mentioned that I think we should talk about is the fact that you um, felt some guilt when you had your son mm-hmm. about – staying home with him mm. and leaving the corporate world. And yes. yes, you said, you know, you you were kind of turning your back on the feminist movement, yes. I guess. Yes. Why do you think that was?
1: You know, turning in the briefcase for the baby first of all. It was like turtle pace. It was Well, and you a had real worked since you were
0: 17. Oh so, my gosh. Yes. yes. So, so it
1: was really an eye opener. Yeah. And uh like me, I immediately found a network of women uh in this play group that we had mm-hmm. and we would go and talk about our kids and our babies and our dreams and our fears and all that stuff and the kids would play laying there <laughs> but then the group <laughs> then the group grew and probably for the first three years of his life we stayed connected and we got to know the willow grove mall inside and out <laughs> i'm convinced that's why my son likes to shop um all the bright lights and all that kind of stuff right. so um where was i with that thought
0: well uh, I. Talking about you, you worked for so many years, yes. and then when you decided to stay home, you you, you struggled with that decision. Yes, yes,
1: yeah. because it really felt like, oh my gosh, did I just turn my back on what they worked so hard to give us to go to work, right. to be able to have that? And I realized then it was all about choice. Mm-hmm. That's what they gave us right. to have the choice.
0: Right. Well, one of the things I think that's key is to realize we do have those opportunities, but mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with taking different phases of our lives, exactly. right? So why, yes. you know, we all struggled with that. You mm-hmm. know, Gosh, I'm going to stay home and be a mom and not yeah. work, but why can't it be for this period of time in our lives and then we go back to work?
1: And the sad part is we don't give enough credit to the fact that we're raising human beings. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big job. That's There's big, just big job. not a paycheck attached to it.
0: Right. Um, so, so three years ago you decided to kind of reinvent yourself. And, um, I think it's interesting that you saw the work that your husband did Mm -hmm. and you found it, you know, to be something that you would do well also. Yes. And, and how was he when you told him you were going to follow in his footsteps and become a coach?
1: He actually encouraged me. We're each other's biggest fan. Mm -hmm. And, um, he actually said, you know, why don't you consider doing this? So I went, tried this fundamental weekend and just to get an overall view of the program and came back and said, "Okay, I want it all. Yeah. And he was like, "Okay, let's go for it. Right. So.
0: So we're um, a lot of people are not familiar with the differences. Um, There's a lot of coaching going on. Yes. um, In the world today. Business and um, and otherwise. So Mm -hmm. there are consultants. There are life coaches. There are executive coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it would be good for the listeners to get a sense of what the difference is and where do you fall in your role.
1: Okay. So sometimes I describe it with this um, analogy to a bicycle. So imagine that you have a therapist, a consultant, and a coach, and you want to learn how to ride a bike. So the therapist is going to come have you take a look at the bike, see how it impacts your life, where where in your childhood – This had an impact and what it meant for you back then. So it's a lot of backward looking Mm -hmm. and discovering and trying to figure out, which I did lots of. So I'm good. (laughs) I can talk from that perspective. (laughs) Then the consultant will actually get on the bike, go ride it around, come back, write out all of the instructions and give it to you and say, here, this is how you do it. Step by step. Yes. Mm -hmm. The coach will say, you know what? You get on the bike and I will walk alongside you until you're ready to go off on your own.
0: Yeah. That's a great analogy,
1: it really is a great analogy, yeah, not my own, but yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, what are some of the things that um as far as your style that makes you different from other coaches?
1: Well, I'm pretty direct, I'm also um like I won't beat around the bush, I'll tell you right away what's what i've I'm thinking, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. I'm pretty intuitive, um. The other thing I think that I have is um, I do have a private client website that makes me a lot different so that we make sure this is not all just talk. It's uh, really a way to deepen my clients' learning about themselves and their own discoveries. Um, The other part that makes me different is um, I'm really results-oriented, so I'm pretty impatient. And a lot of my clients, they want change and they want it now. Mm -hmm. So I work right out of the gate with them to give them a tool, a methodology, or a skill that they can apply directly back into their lives. So they fill out the forms and do that so I can read all of that. Then we don't have to waste time.
0: Right, right. And who are your clients? What types of businesses and companies do you work with?
1: You know, I I have a great... group of clients that I'm working with presently, and they're everywhere from a senior vice president of an advertising firm, to human resources at a large corporation, um, to someone who's been out of work or out of a leadership role for a few years, feels she's too old, couldn't get the job offers, and she did. Um, To people who want to change jobs, there may be, uh, they could be in admissions in private schools, colleges. Um, And then I have lab technicians, and I've got salespeople and small business owners. So it's really a conglomeration of a lot of different folks wanting positive change in their lives.
0: Yeah, which is wonderful for you, I would imagine, that you're not limited to one particular industry even. You get to really work across the board.
1: Yes, And and because I love business, because I've been in corporate America, because this is my third solopreneurship, I understand business too, so yeah. it's not that I'm I'm not a business coach. That is different, but life is all about relationships. Whether it's a relationship with our peers, our colleagues, people we work with, spouses, friends, and ourselves. Mm-hmm. So whether it's uh, in business or life, that's where I work with people.
0: Um, excuse me. I think you mentioned that you had a couple of jobs while you were at home raising your son. What were those businesses?
1: You know, I um, used to be a consultant for a company called Creative Memories, Mm -hmm. and they still exist. It's uh, the scrapbooking industry. So it was tactile, making your own scrapbooks, Mm -hmm. and then digital came in, and things changed, and it was just time to to move on. So I had a team of women that were doing what I was doing.
0: And was there another job, another business rather? Yes, there was,
1: actually. A few years ago, I went and got certified in Zentangle, which is a focused meditative art and I was so I'm not an artist at all but I had a really large following of people who also weren't artists and I was able to show them that hey we can draw and it's all <laughs> the about the blind
0: leading the blind <laughs> really,
1: and it's all about patterns So we have patterns all around us, including in this room. You go out, you watch the trees right now, and you can see all the limbs. That's all a pattern in nature. Mm -hmm. And then we learn how to draw them, and they have all different names that they use. And it was really fantastic. Yeah, that's fun. Lots of fun.
0: Um, Can you talk about your years getting certified and getting these credentials? I'm always curious to know what you're actually doing in in the school of coaching. Yes. Which Uh, is, what was the name of the uh, school that you went to? Coach Training Institute.
1: CTI. CTI,
0: right, right. What kinds of things do you do there in the classroom? Well,
1: it starts off with uh, six months, one weekend a month, where you would go from Friday morning at nine o'clock or 8.30 until Sunday night at 5.30. And you would be there all week. And we had about 18 of us that were really a core group of folks. I went down to Silver Spring, Maryland for this. And um, people would fly in from all over the world, different parts of the world, to join us for a particular segment of the training. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just... Phenomenal! It was amazing uh, growth that you get that they didn't tell you about that you were going to have to do all this walk the talk, which is fabulous because I'm not asking my clients to do anything different than I have already done. Right. Um, So that's the way that we would learn. We would we would actually coach each other throughout the whole weekend, and we had to have clients too. So Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of. People willing to be my guinea pigs uh, while I was going through the process. So it was really wonderful to get to know myself, how I was as a coach, learn about how to coach people and so forth. And then uh, six months of on the phone, that's where the certification comes in. So now we're really honing the skills. We're on the telephone. I'm still coaching people. So now I'm getting a real feel of having dealt with people in person and understanding what that was like. And now people on the telephone. Mm -hmm. So very cool to understand the energy. You can hear when somebody is Mm -hmm. smiling Mm -hmm. and you can hear when they're not and you can hear the shift in the energy and what to pay attention to. So that was really cool. And because of the school that I went to, it was so rigorous and um, still is, we were able to get credentialed after we could prove how many hours we worked and so forth. And the process for that part wasn't as hard as others might have to experience. So we're not online uh, learning how to be a coach and then not having any coaching experience because it really takes a specific set of skills to do this.
0: Yeah and, and I guess you have to learn specific strategies. I'm I'm wondering what the strategies are that the who who are the professors? Who is teaching you? These are people that
1: are... Uh it's what I refer to as the wizards in front of the classroom. As you know, <laughs> the name of my company is Yellowbrick Road Coaching. Correct. And it actually was created at our very last uh training meeting that we had uh, that I saw the wizards up in front of the classroom that I thought every weekend had to have the answers when we went right. and only to realize that when you pulled back the curtain oh my gosh they're human beings too yeah. and we all have the power within we all have the answers within yeah so, so it's kind was, of like
0: going to school you know Harry Potter and- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah except Wizard of Oz <laughs> Right, exactly.
0: Um, we're going to take a quick break okay. and we will be back with Terry O'Donnell credentialed certified
4: professional coach It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face-to-face. Not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit mutualfunstore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's
0: 877-239-8330. Hello. Hi, Kelly.
3: It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids'
0: game after school today?
3: No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments.
0: Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know, they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow.
3: Infusions in the comfort of our own home?
0: Yes. Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844
3: or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hardy-har-har. We can't wait to have these infusions at
2: home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the city of life. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information.
5: Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? Insource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. Insource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large Businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, Insource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. Insource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact Insource today at 610 592 0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to Women To Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm in the studio today with Terry O'Donnell. Terry O'Donnell is a local lady in the Philadelphia area, and she is a credentialed, certified uh, professional coach working with um, all types of businesses and and entrepreneurs, um, trying to help them uh, do better in their business. And one of the things I um, wanted to talk to you about was what you've learned about yourself, you mentioned that you, you know, you have learned from studying how to be a coach. What were some of those things um, that you learned and, and that you continue to learn as you're coaching others? Uh,
1: some of the things that I continue to learn is, is it is mostly about me and how I am being as a coach. Um, you learn to become a better listener. Mm-hmm. You learn to listen for what's really underneath what they're saying to you. Uh, is there something more that you need to tune into? So you get real good at self-managing how um, the, the stuff going on in your head as compared to well, what's going on with them right now and really being engaged with your client. Um, what else I've learned is mostly... <laughs> For me, it's when I'm in flow with my client, I'm busy learning about me and how I can stay out of my head, stay in with them and really seeing them in their awesomeness because we're all awesome. It's just a matter of we often don't believe it Mm -hmm. because some of what I work with my clients on is we all have an inner negative critic in our head the negative concepts that kind of keeps us um, small, keeps us from doing what we're meant to do, whatever that journey is for us. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really the side benefit that comes out from working with me um, as a coach is the self-confidence is regained. And people having someone to confide in and really have a safe place to be able to talk and share their dreams, their fears, uh, and what it is that they really want in life and not just in all of the doing. So you've mentioned a couple of times I'm a co-active coach. Mm -hmm. Co-active actually means what I'm trained in as a coach is the co is how we want to be in all of the active doings in our lives. So how is it we want to be instead of just doing all the time? We get up in the morning and we do, 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 do all day long. And we never think about how we want to be. So one of the very first things that I do is um, teach people what are their values, not teach them, but uncover them, rediscover them. So we understand what it is that's driving us to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. And there really is, you know, it's not about all the stuff we're doing. Yes, we got to get up and do all of that. But it is a matter of do we really know that we're how we're being through all of that? Yeah. And that's what I help people to uncover. And that's some of what I've discovered.
0: I bet. You know, uh, we've talked often in here about um, the tape that plays in our heads. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I so related when I heard that. Yes. You know, and that's re- that really is shaped from our childhood. I mean, yes. that's where it starts. Yeah. And I had a guest in here who talked about, you know, trying to change that tape mm-hmm. because it affects everything we do.
1: That's exactly correct. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I think it does. That's, that's really important. Yes. Um, I would imagine that you have to, when you when you get a new client, you know, they they contact you and they want to mm-hmm. have, you know, you help them to be more successful. I mean, that's really yes. why they're reaching out to you. And the, the flip side is they also um, grow personally, you know. Yes. But that you have to... Um, spend some time getting them to trust you yes, and open absolutely. up. Absolutely. How, how many visits does that normally take, or is that something that sometimes can happen in a, in a first uh, consultation?
1: Um, some of it I'm usually quite amazed. Uh, by the first time, they trust me pretty well and are probably amazed at the discoveries. And the, the part of that is because it's all positive. And Mm -hmm. it's all about them. So what differs from uh, the therapy a bit is I tell everybody, leave your baggage at the door. Leave it, if I talk most of my clients on the telephone. So just leave it, throw it in a drawer. We don't need to bring it up. It never enters the conversation. Coaching is all about creating what you want and looking forward. So creating what you want for the rest of your life. If it applies, bring it in, but... Most of the time, we don't have to bring it in, and people love to be able to leave the baggage at the door.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true because you're only focusing, you're trying to pull the positive out of them. Absolutely. And, so, and there's no need to go back and, you know, talk about the regrets and uh, all that stuff. Not that at it's all. Tell them back, I guess. And
1: that's what's the most powerful right. about the coaching.
0: Do you find you work with both men and women? Yes. And I'm wondering if you see a big difference in general? Um, uh, between, you know, uh, a woman working with a woman and working with a man.
1: Well, you know, it's it's funny you mention that because I basically started this to give a voice to women, give them their power back, which is their confidence because of my childhood and and so forth. Uh, and then I had a man that I worked with and I just loved him. He was just such a great client and just, we had a lot of fun cause this has got to be fun or, you know, <laughs> or you're not doing it <laughs> uh, really, uh, you know, this thing's gotta be fun. And, um, that really just allowed me to realize that, wow, I could, I could work with men. Sure. Why not? And I belong to this uh, BNI group, which is Business Network International. And one of the guys, you have to do all these one-on-ones all the time with everyone to get to know everyone. And he says to me, you know, why don't you do this with men? They need this too. And it was like such an eye-opener of, yeah. And they're my biggest fans. Yeah. They they help me with them in a high-level coaching course right now. They're jumping in there for me to help out with me because you know what? Guys need confidence just like the women do. Right. And they want positive change and results in their life, just like the women do. So my concentration is on women, but not exclusively. Yeah.
0: And I would imagine the men perhaps are more comfortable um, opening up to someone like you as opposed to their peers in the workplace. Yes.
1: Yes, I believe they are. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much concentration. And I think I make it comfortable for anybody. So women can do the same with me. And um I I love the way I hold most of my clients because most of them, 80% of them, I deal with them on the telephone. Mm -hmm. And the way I look at them is I consider us both eight-year-olds. And if we can both be eight-year-olds, that's a pretty innocent time in our lives. That's a pretty um, equal playing field. And if I can hold us there, that really allows me to just get rid of all the stuff that they may feel for themselves. Yeah. And I can just see and be with them.
0: In a great way. How it's did fun. you come upon eight? I don't know. It just, you know. <laughs> Pre-pubescent, yeah, because, you know, which is horrible uh, years. I, yes, yes, maybe.
1: But, <laughs> but old uh,
0: enough to follow along. Yeah,
1: I guess so. It just seems it's a little more innocent before we start to get into the tween years.
0: Yeah. What would you say are, are some of the, um, I would say, common roadblocks for people in business? I, I would imagine you see something that repeatedly comes up that kind of keeps people stuck.
1: Yeah, it's that voice. It's that voice in our head that keeps us, um, like I mentioned today, coming here to, you know, you get a little nervous. Yeah. You know, but if you let that really take over, and so many of us let that voice take over, or we don't even know that that inner negative critic is there. Right. And I really work with my clients to discover when that inner negative critic is showing up. Because a lot of people come to me because they think they want to change their job. They fell out of love with what they do or at least the job part. They mm-hmm. love what they do, but they're not liking so much who they're working with or the whole situation and so forth. Um, so they want to love something again. And everyone thinks they've got to leave it in order to find it because everyone always thinks that, you know, grass is greener. Right, right. And um, so they discover that it's all about perspective and how it is that they're thinking. hmm and once we get the inner negative critic kind of tamed a bit, if you will, and they start to really envision their most powerful best self, then it's amazing what can show up.
0: Well, I guess my question would be, how, how are you able to do that without looking back? Because my sense is that, it, you know, everything that mm-hmm. the way that we go about our lives, what motivates us is, is always tied to, yes. you know, growing yeah. up.
1: And it's looked at positively. So, one of the first questions I ask is Tell me a time in your life when you were doing something that you just felt like, whoa, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm here. Yeah, this that's is a great. great question. And maybe the hair on the back of your neck stands up, or maybe down to your fingertips tingles. And some people have a million different. Stories like this that Mm -hmm. they can find in their past. And some struggle to find the one, and it's okay. And then from that, that's where I start to uncover, well, these are your values. So you really stand for this and this and this. So yes, we looked back, but we looked back positively at something where they felt really good at. Because oftentimes we forget how it feels to feel so good about ourselves. Be excited about something. Yes, to feel awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and so I feel awesome sitting here with you <laughs> I feel awesome sitting here with you guys this is great so um and that's the really neat thing for me is now I show up in a room of people and all I see is their awesomeness because I'm trained to see people now as naturally creative resourceful and whole isn't that an eight-year-old
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: non-judgmental Absolutely, right. No
0: judgment there. Yep. So, really, what you're doing you're you're trying to help each individual find what their gift is, and we all have one. Yes, right. We do. Um, it's always amazing to me. Some people figure it out sooner. Yes,
1: yes. How they do, do these young
0: people figure that out? You know that. Uh,
1: Here's the interesting thing: I am working with a few young younger folks, mm-hmm. um, which was not originally my demographic, but they are really quick learners. Because by the time we get to 35, we're already set doesn't mean you're done. Well, the tape's been playing too long. It's been playing. Exactly. (laughs) So they're a little bit more um, malleable than some of the (laughs) older folks. You know, it takes us a little bit longer to have to work on that inner negative critic. Right. They get it pretty quick. They see it quick. It's really amazing. Yeah. So um, that's that's what I do. That's what you do. Okay. How
0: about some – can you talk about some specific strategies that you give to your clients to to work on so that the listeners – Perhaps if they're not in a position to, um, you know, hire a coach right now, what are some, you know, realistic things that they could do for
1: themselves? I think one of the first things they could do is um, what I do with all of my clients. Get out a rubber band that the Postal Service delivers with your mail. Put it on your hand and use that as a structure for whatever it is that you want to start to become more aware of. So if we want to start with the inner negative critic, wear the rubber band so when it pulls the hair on your arm or you look down and see it, you're reminded, wait, I'm supposed to just notice. And then think back at that moment when you were doing something that, uh, like I described earlier, where you're in your best, most powerful self. And then when you notice the inner negative critic and you see that rubber band, switch your thinking. Because it really is a lot about us having to retrain our brain. Mm -hmm. And the reason you work with a coach is so that they can hold you accountable to that. Mm -hmm. uh, So that you know that, hey, somebody's got my back here. And that's the best part is somebody's in your corner positively Mm -hmm. fighting for you, wanting to see the best in you. And how many of us love that? I have a lot of women who will come to me and want me to be their coach continuing past what might be a year typically to change your life, mm-hmm. because they don't have someone like this in their corner. Right. You know, picking out all the good stuff that's going on, noticing where I did something well. We're not noticing all the stuff, the bad stuff that we've done or we feel. Hey, guess what? We're our own worst critic. Yeah. Things, we do enough of that ourselves. Exactly. Oh gosh, we need the, someone to say good Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the things we say in our own heads, we would never tell our best friend. Yeah. We would never tell our best friend or a loved one so if we can simply notice that and i can notice all well wait a second let me let me take a look at what we're doing with this and how are we doing with that and what's the power would you notice in this they're like oh then they start seeing themselves a lot differently yeah well can you what what's one of the
0: uh, personal challenges you face still today that you have to you know you've learned a lot from coaching others Mm -hmm. um but we all still have challenges things that we have to Um, battle on a daily basis. What's one of the things that still continues to, you know, kind of uh, hold you back, I guess?
1: You know, one of the things is that people don't always understand what coaching is. So when I'm out and about and trying to really describe it, I've decided that I'm just going to do some coaching now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just figure out where you know in your life you were good. And, uh, you know, and then they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because sometimes it can be hard to describe what this is. A lot of people will think it could be like therapy. So that was my biggest challenge. I've now been able to overcome that one. Uh, The other one is judging. I mean, my gosh, we make judgments all day long, Mm -hmm. and I literally, when my clients, when I'm with my client, it is a judgment-free zone, and they know it. So I work very hard to make sure that that's what I'm doing, not judging people.
0: Yeah. Well, somebody said to me recently, we all have an unconscious unconscious bias, (laughs) right? And I think that's just natural. You know, you meet somebody, you size them up in the first 30 seconds, and nine times out of 10, that. That's not who they are at all. Exactly.
7: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was uh, women today um, who are moving into historically male-dominated industries and mm. jobs, which because it is happening, you know, mm-hmm. wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing more women in tech and, you know, in yes. science and all of that. What are some of the things that you um, talk to them about? Because I'm sure you've had some women mm-hmm. who struggle with being in that Mm -hmm. You know, that's hard Mm -hmm. um, to kind of make your mark in an area that's predominantly been
1: male. Yeah. Um, The most interesting thing is for you to really be able to understand yourself better. So if you can quiet the inner negative critic, really get into your own powerful best self and let her shine, be the real you. It's really vulnerable to be the real you because we hide behind so many masks and that Brene Brown with the daring greatly. Love her. I recently had an experience where we do these 30-second commercials at BNI, and one of the guys stood up and did this commercial, my commercial. He was so animated and enthusiastic, and the whole place was roaring watching him do this. I'm roaring watching him do this. But through the week, I was so amazed in a great way Mm -hmm. that that's how I'm being seen that that's me living my life authentically. That's who I've wanted to be. Yeah. Instead of hiding behind the masks. Yeah. So I think when we hide behind the masks, we're not really showing up. Right. So that's what I work on the women to do. And men too, because we all hide behind these masks, think we have to be someone different. Mm -hmm. What would it be like if we really showed up like us?
0: Yeah. That's when success comes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, We're going to take one last quick break, and we'll be back uh, in the studio with Terry O'Donnell. Be right back.
3: Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments.
0: Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know, they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes, Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete
3: details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty-har-har. Har, we can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well.
5: Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits, and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized Success, Insource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. Insource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact Insource today at 610 592 0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need.
4: It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the Mutual Fund Store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face-to-face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your Mutual Fund Store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the Mutual Fund Store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norrington and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's
2: 877-239-8330. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the city of life. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path we provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe johnston at CJShoppingTours.com or simply visit ChloeJomston.com for more information.
0: Welcome back to Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. I'm in the studio today with Terry O'Donnell. Uh, Terry is a credentialed and certified professional co-active coach, and we've been learning all about what that is and what she does. It's a really valuable service, um, whether you're an executive, a small business owner, or, or working for a, a major corporation. Um I'd love to hear some success stories from you or one in particular where you worked with somebody and you really saw them turn around both professionally and personally.
1: Uh, There was a woman who came to me who was uh, who is older, uh, 60 plus, let's say. And she's been in a leadership role for all of her life and um, recently has been out of work for the past two years. And she's so good at what she does. She gets lots of interviews, but she wasn't getting the callbacks. So she and I worked together, and we tweaked her presentation a bit, and I helped her to really see what was going on uh, at the interview, because she thought she didn't have confidence during the interview. And I actually take people up into a um, glass elevator, metaphorically, Mm -hmm. and we overlook at, at the interview. So she could actually see what she was doing and how she was being during the interviews. that's cool. It was very cool. And she was able to see that she was fine. And I had a feeling she was. And she was concerned the age was a a problem, too. And I said, you know what? I don't see age. I see sage. So it's going to work in your favor. We Uh just have to do some tweaking. And, And really, it was about her maintaining her powerfulness, her confidence in between the interviews. And then I had her creating, well, what does she want for herself? See yourself driving to that place every day. See yourself working around with those peers. See yourself in that environment. Or do you want to, like, drive 50 miles to this other opportunity? Mm-hmm. And she really was able to stay in her confidence, in her power. And I got the call after she got the call. That so she got the job. She got the job. She got the job. That's, she that's got wonderful. the job. So yeah. it was really wonderful. Yeah. So uh, that was really exciting for me. Another one was I helped um, a woman recently just fall back in love with her job. And that was all about just changing her perspective a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I've helped some people. um, I had a man change jobs completely. Turn the... Lights off on one thing and starts something new and different another. So it's finding the confidence because of the Yellow Brick Road coaching. It is like the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion. We all have the scarecrow where we're not sure if we're going to be smart enough for whatever the next venture is. Mm-hmm. We're not sure if we've got the passion, like the tin man with the heart for whatever it is we want to do or change. And then, like the lion, do we have the courage? Are we fearless enough to forge ahead to make whatever that big change is uh, in life, in work, or our relationships?
0: Yeah. I, I'm assuming that's where the name Yellowbrook Road <laughs> Coaching came from because I, that was one of my questions.
1: Yeah. I learned very early on when I was doing my training. Uh, that we all have those aspects of ourselves, mm-hmm. and we all looked for the wizards every, you know, weekend. I went down there and to have them and give us the knowledge, and we really all have the power within, and we all have flying monkeys and wicked witches in our heads that <laughs> keep us. Those. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> that I call the inner negative critic. Right. So, um, and I I just have a lot of um, love for the Wizard of Oz, and it just seemed to. Uh, meld together and th- it was literally born at this very last weekend with my uh group of uh peers yeah
0: and and you know what the lesson there um a big lesson in that movie is that you know every sometimes you think everything is better on the other side exactly. and very often it's exactly. not it's right here
7: exactly
0: yeah, yeah. um something i want to make sure you have an opportunity to talk about is the international coaching week yes coming up that's yes. exciting we, we when actually where, have one
1: and, yeah um we, I am part of the International Coach Federation, which does the uh, accrediting for the various coaching schools, and that's where we get our credentials. And I'm a part of the uh, Philadelphia local chapter, and uh, Sarah Moore, who's part of our vice president of education, she's putting together with a group of folks down at the Borse Building on uh, Monday, May 19th. Uh, is our kickoff, and it is not just for coaches. This is for everybody and anybody who wants to understand what coaching can do for them. On Tuesday, we have a lawyer's luncheon, so I have a few people coming to that already uh, because lawyers, they want to know possibly how coaching can work for them in their industry. Mm -hmm. And then the next day we have, a you know, then it's just more general industry, I believe, the following days. But if you go on the um, ICFPhiladelphia.org website, you'll be able to uh, learn more about International Coach Week.
0: And so it's a week long of, it, of workshops and, yes. and meeting people and learning.
1: Exactly. Is it
0: open to the public? People can just come and go or do you have to no, register No, you really ahead? do have
1: to register ahead, yes. Okay, for all of the yes. different activities. Yes, you do. Okay. Yes, Is exactly. this the first
0: time they're no, doing this?
1: No, no. We've actually been doing this a while. It's just getting bigger and bigger and growing and growing. Okay. And it's a matter of wanting people to understand the powerfulness and effectiveness of bringing coaching to corporate America. Yeah. It's a toxic environment out there and we want to... Educate people so that if you want to hire coaching, whether it be for teams, whether it be for uh, groups of people, or individuals, or executives, it's all out there for people.
0: Are business consultants um, working in, hand in hand with coaching? You know, I'm, because consultants has you know, consultants have been around for a much longer time yes. than this new role of coaching, and I'm yes. wondering how they view it.
1: Uh, I think they view it great because some of them are going and getting their credentialing and training and. Becoming a coach because okay. there's a different skill set with that as right. to how you coach people. Yeah. So, yes.
0: And I would imagine sometimes a person can use a coach, uh, you know, learn those those personal positive, you know, uh, find those qualities rather, mm-hmm. and then move on to a business consultant who's going to give them the steps that they need from a
1: business standpoint. Absolutely. Yeah. And they might actually work hand in hand. Right. I often work with a client who's seeing a therapist And wants a coach so they can look forward and see what it is they want to create ahead. Like they understand the back part of it now. So how do I bring this into my life and what do I do with it? Yeah,
0: I think it's really wonderful. I think too many people think that, you know, they don't need that kind of help, that they really got it all um, on themselves. And Well,
1: I think so many of us think... Um, sadly, because of some of the connotations with therapy, is that we're broken and we need to be fixed, right. and we're not, and we don't. Right? It's all about who we really are and how we show up in our lives. Um,
0: another question I had for you: A social media is a big part of our world today, mm-hmm. and it's used both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your take on on social media, and do you use it for your business? Because you, you know, you're a coach, but you also are running your own business, and. Always trying to find new clients.
1: Yes, um, I do use it. And one of the ways I'm doing it right now, which worked amazingly, is uh, I'm in a high level coaching course right now until July. And I needed some clients to do some uh, kind of laser coaching with, some focused power coaching. And I've gotten the response has been great because it's no obligation, it's free. You know, just jump on and check it out. And I'm Like signed up. Uh, So it's wonderful. (laughs) It works. It really works wonderfully.
0: Yeah. And I think it's it's important to determine the difference between LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. They all have different purposes. Yes, you know, sometimes yes. people get overwhelmed with not knowing what information to put where.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, I do a lot of networking in mm-hmm. order to grow my business. Right. And I'm proud to say I've been able to grow at 60% this year because yes. of that. I wanted you to say that. That's yes. a big
0: deal. That is a big deal. In yes. a short period of time. It
1: is. And I've joined a lot of different organizations because I really want to see what is out there. How and what will work best for me? Do you foresee yourself
0: um, growing your business to a point where you might bring in some additional coaches and have a team or do you always want to be solo?
1: Yeah, I want to be solo. I really <laughs> like running my own. I like doing my own thing. Now, I will collaborate with people, maybe to do workshops or a teleclass, something like that in my future. I see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really do like working for myself. Do you collaborate with your husband? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, it's fun. That would
0: seem it's to fun. be a, a, a perfect fit. You're together already.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> we We do have a lot of fun and we can Coach around certain things yeah. and just get to create what we want.
0: Um, we just have a few minutes left. Do you want to um, talk briefly about your son, Tim, and what he's doing and what his goals are?
1: Um, Tim, oh gosh, Tim, if you're listening, um, <laughs> we first hope he know is. that I love you very much. You are just such a special young man in my life. And um, he will be 19. And he was born the day before Mother's Day. And I was so happy about that because I was going to feel really gypped. (laughs) So that worked out really nice. Thanks, Tim. Uh, But he came six or almost six weeks early. Oh, wow. So he was a preemie. Yeah. Yeah. but he was a good-looking preemie, and, um, and, you know, he, he's just a wonderful young man. Uh, we have a really great relationship, the three of us, so yeah. it's really a nice little family that we have. He's doing fabulously, made the dean's list. So proud of you, University Tim. of Delaware? University of great. Delaware. Great. So uh, has a great uh, floor of guys on his dorm floor that he's been living with, and they're having a blast and enjoying themselves as their first year. And Yeah. It's just so great to see him grow and having such a good time. And especially when they're happy that first year. Oh, my gosh. It really is. Yes, it really is.
0: Terry, can you give your contact information for the listeners?
1: Sure. It's yellowbrickroadcoaching.com.
0: Um, That's all the time we have, Terry. I'm so appreciative of you coming in today and sharing your story, all the good things
1: that you're doing. And thank you, too, very much for having me on. I'm really excited to have been here, so thank you. And we should
0: thank uh, Teresa Kelly for making the connection. Yes, we should. Thank (laughs) you, (laughs) Teresa. That's it, everyone, for this week of Women to Watch um, here on WWDB Talk 860. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to visit my website at womentowatch.net. That's women, the number two, watch.net. Make it a great week, everyone. Thank you.